This is a clarion call. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. It's time for all people to awaken from their slumber. This is a time to see clearly the signs of the times. Is God angry with America? Zephaniah 2, 1 through 3, tells us this. Gather together, gather together, O shameless nation, before the decree is brought forth, before the day passes away like chaff, before the Lord's burning anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land who have executed his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. Perhaps you will be hidden on the day of the Lord's wrath. We do not like to think about God in this manner. We like to think that God is loving, and he is. But God does not turn a blind eye to sin. He also judges, and he disciplines, and yes, he gets angry. We see that God brought judgment in the day of Noah, as Genesis 6.13 tells us. Then God said to Noah, The end of all flesh is coming before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. Behold, I am about to bring ruin upon them along with the land. We think about our enemies and what they may do to us. We think about our jobs and the economy, but I do not think we give much thought to what God may do about the sin in the world. The people certainly didn't think about it in Noah's day, even when he was telling them for decades that God was going to bring judgment. Yeshua said this in Matthew 24, 37-39a, For just as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving a marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and swept them all away. We saw what God did to Sodom and Gomorrah, Genesis 18:20-23. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and their sin so grievous, that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? We see that the story goes on with Abraham interceding for the righteous before God, and Lot and his daughters and wife quickly left, with the billows of smoke rising behind them. One hundred years before the destruction of Nineveh, God sent Jonah to tell the people to repent, and they did, and God spared them. But the people became wicked once again, and Nahum 1, 1-8 tells us this about Nineveh. A jealous and avenging God is the Lord. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserves wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and the Lord will by no means 
leave the guilty unpunished. In the gale and the storm is his way, and clouds are the dust beneath his feet. He rebukes the sea and dries it up. He dries up all the rivers. Bashan and Carmel wither. The blossoms of Lebanon wither. Mountains quake because of him, and the hills come apart. Indeed, the earth is upheaved by his presence, the world and all the inhabitants in it. Who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the burning of his anger? His wrath gushes forth like fire, and the rocks are broken up by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. But with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end of its sight and will pursue his enemies into darkness. The people of Nineveh thought their city was invincible. Surrounded by walls 100 feet high, and a moat 150 feet wide and 60 feet deep. But Nahum proclaimed that God would bring down judgment upon those who scorned his law and treated his people with contempt. Nineveh fell because it was godless and idolatrous, lust, and greed. So how about America? Are we like Nineveh? Invincible? America was built upon godly principles. But now, we are no longer a Christian nation. More and more people have fallen away from God. According to statistics, less than 50% of the population consider themselves Christian, including pastors. Today, we have one abortion after another, and one law after another that promotes lawlessness and violence and corruption in our streets and in our government. Politicians no longer respect their duty and their office. We have become woke, and our children have been taught lies. Many of our citizens hate this country. country is reaping what it has sown for the last 100 years. Today we see shortages and inflation is on the rise. Our enemies no longer fear us, and our friends no longer consider us trustworthy. We have lost the blessings of God. Deuteronomy 28 speaks of the curses that God will place upon the people if they do not keep his commandments and live godly lives. Here are only a few things. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuke if everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. The Lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. The sky over your head will be bronze, the ground beneath you, iron. The Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the skies until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will come at them from one direction, but flee from them in seven. And you will become a thing of horror to all the kingdoms on earth. Remember, 
God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It doesn't matter who he is speaking to. His ways never change because of time or place or people. Second Chronicles 7, 13 and 14 tells us, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. But what about the church? Aren't we supposed 23 tells us this, A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven, will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Leave me, you who practice lawlessness. Would God really say such a thing? Yes. Yes, he would. Because as believers, we have a purpose in life. And that purpose is to do the will of God. The will of God is God's will, not ours. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you love me, then keep my commandments. John fourteen fifteen. I am holy, and you are to be holy also. 1 Peter 1.16 God's judgment is coming upon the earth because of sin. Today, do we even think about God's will or his wrath? Do we even think that the Lord would bring judgment upon us? Many pastors will tell you that it is not so. But 1 Peter 4.17-19 says this, for it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is with difficulty that the righteous is saved, what will become of the godless man and the sinner? Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God are to entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. God will prune us. John 15.2 He will discipline his people. Hebrews 12.6 And he will put us through the fire. He will do all of this for us so that we will remain in the faith as 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7 tells us. In all this you greatly rejoice though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Messiah Yeshua is revealed. God tells us, 
if my people. We are the Abrahams who should be interceding. We are the people who need to repent and pray and seek God. And yes, we need to turn from our sinful ways. For we have become friends of this world, which makes us enemies to God. James 4.4 We must return to God and forsake the world. God will bring judgment to the house of God, just as he says he will, out as wolves in sheep's clothing, not believing what they even preach. We see the people of God who have become anemic and dehydrated from lack of spiritual food and drink, the preaching of the truth of God's word. The church has become weak. We need to rise up and fight the spiritual battle and send the devil fleeing. We have the power in Yeshua's name, and the power in the blood, and the power in the Holy Spirit. Plus, when we humble ourselves before God, we have the ear of God. Moses stood between God and the nation of Israel, and fasted and interceded against God's wrath. Deuteronomy 9, 13 and 14, and 18 and 19. And the Lord said to me, I have seen this people, and they are a stiff-necked people indeed. Let me alone, so that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven. And I will make you into a nation stronger and more numerous than they. The next day Moses said to the people, You have committed a terrible sin, but I will go back up to the Lord on the mountain. Perhaps I will be able to obtain forgiveness for your sin. Then I fell down before the Lord like the first time, for forty days and nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water, because of all your sin which you had committed by doing what was evil in the sight of the Lord, to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and the rage with which the Lord was angry with you, so as to destroy you. But the Lord listened to me that time as well. Abraham also interceded for the righteous, and we too must stand between God and his judgment on this nation. But first, we must repent and confess our sins, and be made right in his sight, so that we do not fall with the wicked, for sin separates us from God. Isaiah 59, 2 Is God angry with America? I wouldn't tempt him. Today, you, who have ears to hear, hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Repent and return, before it is too late.